You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. We are so excited to be with you one more time. Truly, my beloved friends, there is a word from the Lord, and I love to remind you that there is always a word from the Lord. So the word is coming from Genesis chapter 48, Genesis chapter 48, and I'd like to read a few verses from that text. Commence reading from verse 8, Genesis 48, commence reading from verse 8. And Israel beheld Joseph's sons, and said, Who are these? And Joseph said unto his father, They are my sons, whom God hath given me in this place. And he said, Bring them, I pray thee, unto me, and I will bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dimmed for age, so that he could not see. And he brought them near unto him, and he kissed them, and embraced them. And Israel said unto Joseph, I had not thought to see thy face, and lo, God hath showed me thy seed. And Joseph brought them out from between his knees, and he bowed himself with his face to the earth. And Joseph took them both, Ephraim in his right hand towards Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand towards Israel's right hand, and brought them near unto him. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head, guiding his hands wittingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, God before whom my father Abraham and Isaac did walk, the God who fed me all my life long unto this day. I like the 15th verse, and we will dwell around that verse for today's word. What I'd like to talk to you about is, the Lord is my shepherd. Very familiar statement, because we all, sometime or the other, one time in our life or the other, we must have said that statement or heard about it. But when we view Jacob's final words, we find them showing doubt or unwillingness to believe, because that's what doubt is. It's an unwillingness to believe what is true and what is right. Jacob refers to God as the one who has been his shepherd all his life in the 15th verse. It says that the God which fed me all my life long unto this day. So the question is, how could Jacob call God his shepherd when in fact and in truth it was Jacob who suffered a broken relationship with his brother? When in fact and in truth it was Jacob who lived as a fugitive in a foreign land for many years? It was Jacob's children betrayal of trust that caused him to become a stench to the Canaanites. It was Jacob who was repeatedly treated badly by his father-in-law. In fact, it was Jacob who lost his beloved 
wife Rachel. It was Jacob who provoked his children to such hatred that they separated themselves from his favored son Joseph. It was Jacob who lived under famine conditions so desperate that he sent his sons to Egypt to ask for help. You know, when you are in need, you really do not care where you get it from. But when you are in need, you, you will go to the extent to get help. It was Jacob who suffered anguish of losing not only Joseph, but also Benjamin. It was Jacob who died in Egypt on foreign soil. But yet, in spite of all this, in spite of all that I have said about Jacob, Jacob still called God his shepherd. That is powerful and that is saying a whole lot of things to a lot of us. Because in spite of his failures, in spite of his shortcomings, in spite of the fact that he erred exceedingly, he still realized that God is his shepherd. Now, circumstances will and can never change who God is. Now, I'm not saying that we must go and live like the devil himself because we know that God will still love us. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that circumstances and situations that we so often find ourselves in can never change who God is. The Bible says he is the same yesterday. He is the same today and he will be the same tomorrow because God cannot change. He cannot change for the better, neither can he change for the worse. So circumstances can never change who God is. In spite of what we are going through, God still remains God. David in Psalms 23 knew that perfectly well. So hear what he says in the 23rd Psalm. And it's a very well-known Psalm, maybe one of the most popular Psalms in the entire book of Psalms. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack because God is my shepherd. And if God is my shepherd, he's going to take care of the sheep. He's going to take care of us. Be not dismayed, whatever betide, God will take care of you. Isaiah 40 and verse 11, he said, he shall feed, watch this now, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. That's God. He's our, the Lord is my shepherd. And Isaiah is telling us that God will feed his flock like a shepherd. It was that very same David who said, at one time I was young, but now I am old. But he said, in the process of time, never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor he seeds out there begging for bread because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So he said that he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom 
and shall gently lead those that are with young. That's the kind of God he is. That's the kind of shepherd I am talking about today. Again in Philippians 4 and verse 19. Hear what is the scripture says. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's not maybe. That's, it's not might. It is my God shall do it. That's his work as a shepherd to take care of his own. He said that my God shall supply all your needs according to God's riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's the work of the shepherd because in verse 4 of the 21st Psalm, he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God, the shepherd, is with. When the shepherd is with us, there is no need to worry. When the shepherd is with us, there is no need to fear. When the shepherd is with us, there is no need to be afraid. He says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God is with us. He's bigger than all our problems. He's bigger than all our cares. He is our shepherd. Now, he is our protector because he's the shepherd. He is our provider. We just mentioned that a while ago. Uh, he's our shield. He is our comforter. He is our shelter in the time of storms. He is our rock in whom to hide in stormy times. You know, all of us go through stormy moments in our lives. Because if it is not one thing that plagues our life, then it is something else. If it is not the in-law, then it's the outlaw. If it is not the, the light bulb, then it's the switch. If it is not one thing, it's another thing that plagues us. But we have a rock in whom to hide in times of difficulties, in times of distress, in times of storm. We can run to that rock. We can run to Christ for refuge. So as a good shepherd, as a chief shepherd, watch this carefully now. He rescued Jacob from himself. I, I need to say that one more time. I said, as a good shepherd, as a chief shepherd, he rescued Jacob from himself. Now, Jacob brought about his own impoverished spiritual state. He brought it about on himself. God met with Jacob at Bethel and God blessed him. Oh, my friends, so many are in need of rescue from themselves. They are wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in their own selves. They are people who believe that the entire world belongs to them. I know you know some people like that. Yes, that they believe the entire world belongs to them. They have the opinion that they are better than everybody else. Oh, but they need to be rescued. The Bible says that God resisteth the proud, 
but God gives grace to those who are humble. So your prayer today should be, humble me, dear God, so I can do your will. Really, you have nothing. We have nothing to glory in, saving the cross of Christ. Nothing to glory in because everything that we have in this life is just for a moment. They are not permanent. They are just temporary stuff. And therefore now we cannot brag and boast about them. We cannot allow pride to invade our lives and make us who we are not really. So the only thing that we have to glory in is in the cross of Christ our Lord. Then God, as the good shepherd, watch this, restored Jacob's broken relationship with both Isaac and Esau. Despite the mess Jacob had made to them through his own greed and deception, I am here to tell you today that God is still in the restoration business. Glory be to our God. It's good to know that God is still in the restoration business. In the 23rd Psalm again, in the third verse, hear what he says. He said that God restoreth his soul. That is to bring it back to the way it used to be. In a state of hope, bring it back in a state of love, bring it back in a state of joy and in a state of peace. To restore means you have to break down some things to make it over. And so often God has to break us and put us through the grinding mill and grind us together until we are what he wants us to be. Then he can make us over again. In Psalms 51, after David sinned against God, he prayed and asked God to what? Restore unto him the joy of his salvation. So God as a shepherd is in the restoring business. He restoreth my soul. He restoreth my faith and he restores my life and make you over again and make you what he wants you to be. Then God righted the wrong in Jacob's life. He righted the wrong in Jacob's life. In the end, God prospered Jacob and gave him his beloved wife, Rachel. Now, in spite of Laban's injustice and returned to him, both Joseph and Benjamin. Ah, what a, what a, what a great God we are serving. God will give you back everything the devil has taken from you. He did it for Job. When Job lost everything, his children, his wealth, and almost, and, and, and everything that he had, his servants and all, God gave Job back double portion for all of his suffering. He did it for Hezekiah. When Hezekiah was about to die, the prophet came to him and said to him, set your house in order because you are going to die. And Hezekiah tell the prophet, go and ask God to give me some more time. And 
the prophet came back and said that God gave you 15 more years. What God did for Job and what God has done for Hezekiah, what he has done for me, what he has done for you, he can do it for the rest of us. So now we see that Jacob had enough reason to call God his shepherd. Oh yes, man, after everything that befell Jacob, now that his life is being turned around, there was enough reason for him to call God his shepherd. So the question that I have for you is, do you have any reason to call him your shepherd? Think for a moment before you answer. Think, do you have any reason at all to call the Lord your shepherd? I can without any doubt in my mind say the Lord is my shepherd. I know that man. I know that to be true. I know that for sure. I am thoroughly convinced that the Lord is my shepherd. Have God rescued you from yourself? Have God restored your life? Have God restored your souls? Have God restored to you the things that the devil take from you? Have God restored unto you the years that the locusts have eaten? I am sure he has. And so if you can testify to this truth, then you too can say, the Lord is my shepherd. Have God righted all the wrongs in your life? Man, you, you got to think today because I know that God is able to right the wrongs in our lives. If so be, and we must call him our shepherd. It's a joy to know that the Lord is my shepherd. It's an honor to know that the Lord is my shepherd. And as my shepherd, he's going to make sure that I am well taken care of. He's going to make sure when I am hurting, he can bring me back to health. And that's the kind of shepherd that God is. Jacob went through a lot of stuff, but at the end, he was able to say that God has been his shepherd all his life up to this day. What a testimony. What a testimony. When we can say that God has been my shepherd all my life long. He watches my going out and he watches my coming in. In fact, he got my back, man. I have no doubt about that. God got our back and we have to trust in him. We have to depend upon him. We have to look up to him. And if we commit all our ways unto him, then I know he will direct us at all times. Glory be to God. God bless you today, my friend. You have just listened to The Lord is My Shepherd. Can you say without a doubt that the Lord is your shepherd? If you cannot, today can be a great day for you when you can recognize him as the Lord of your life. Because the Bible says, Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. All you have to do is to acknowledge that you are a sinner and you believe that Jesus died and that he rose again. Then you confess him with your mouth and the Bible says that you will be saved. Praise God. Let us pray. Father God, we want to thank you for being so good to us. 
We thank you that you are our shepherd. You are our provider. You are our protector. You are our deliverer. You are our healer. Praise God. We pray at this time for those who have never trusted you as Savior and as Lord, that they will come to the knowledge of recognizing that they need you. Speak to their hearts right now and speak to our listeners, wherever they might be listening from, God, that you will make a change in their heart and that they can rejoice knowing you as the shepherd of their life. We thank you and we glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And as we leave you today, remember that God loves you and we do too.